a historic Thursday night football whomping. Raiders taking down the Chargers and Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco getting fired. As well as Saturday games, the 1 p.m. slate, and the rest of the Sunday games. And potentially trivia here on the Fumble Ruski podcast. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Fumble Ruski Podcast by Power 88, Dean Radio, and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Chris Kostich. Alongside me, CJ Medeiros, and a very special guest, a longtime friend of mine, and host of a new podcast that just came out, Hop Culture, Nerds and Brews, All Things Pop Culture, Movies, Sports, Comics, Wrestling, TV, Music, Video Games, Craft Beer, Mental Health, and Life Itself. I'm just reading that straight from the bio, Christian. But my longtime friend, Christian Clark. Christian, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks. So tell us a little bit of the podcast. It's a new one. Uh, we'll, you know, keep it nice, it short, and sweet, man. You know, it's just crack open a few brewskis, talk about some uh, exactly what you just listed. You did it. You did it. You did it for me. Each episode contains kind of whatever's on the agenda for that day, whether that be sports movies comic books wrestling you name it man and i mean you, you, you perfect introduction man yeah so if you're a sports fan that's also a nerd that loves comic books beer wrestling all of the above check out his podcast Thanks. so we'll start out raiders whopping the chargers 63 21 last night uh the big story here, of course, just happening about an hour ago, head coach Brandon Staley and GM Tom Telesco getting fired. And for in this case of Staley, this was a long time coming. He probably should have gotten fired last year, maybe two years ago. And it for a defensive guy that – or for a head coach that should have a defensive mind, just had an abysmal defense and – it's it's about damn time that he got fired. Uh, Christian, since you're our guest, I'll let you start out first. Opening thoughts. Man, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a long time coming. You know, I think his leash was a lot longer uh, than uh, it should have been. Um, and as you said, the defensive mind, like, should have had a much better defense given the names and the talent that are on that defense and have been on that defense and, like – Man, yeah, like you said, he should have been fired a long time ago. And, you know, I, I'm excited to see, you know, what what's next for the Chargers um, now that, you know, they don't have this goofball holding them back. Um, this is big for Herbert. This is big for the team and hopefully the defense, as you were saying. Um, yep, I definitely made the mistake of picking up the Chargers' defense. Uh <laughs> not expecting them to make the uh 
You know, the Las Vegas Raiders coming off of being shut out by the Vikings look like the greatest show on turf for the 07 Patriots, but um, kicking myself in the butt for that. Um, yeah, no, Staley, and yeah, and um, yeah, got it. fresh start, man. Got to get rid of the GM, too. Um, good call. Just a little too late. Yeah, I. Honestly, considering how long of a leash he had, I'm surprised that they didn't wait to fire him until Monday after week 18. Uh, yeah. CJ, what do you think? <sighs> yeah. I do think this was uh, in the making, for lack of a better term. I honestly thought after last season's just horrific implosion – against the Jaguars, I thought they were going to ax him then and there. But, uh, no, no, they kept him around. That's not something I would have done. But now, I mean, after last night, I I was honestly shocked they didn't fire him at halftime. It was, it was atrocious. And you look at the Raiders, who, oh, my God, you saw what happened against the Vikings last week. A team whose offense was dead in the water, who's starting Aiden O'Connell – who I believe was more known for his rookie photo shoot than anything he actually did on the field. Is that the guy I'm thinking of? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, I think you're thinking of the, the Saints backup, right? With that oh, the Saints backup, Hainer. Hainer. Yeah. Mind. Sorry, I, I got confused. Up. Scratch that, scratch that. But Aiden O'Connell, who is just not expected to do anything, goes out there and just throws touchdown after touchdown after touchdown on your so-called good defense, it was just abysmal. And let's just look at the, the Chargers real quick. How did you let this happen? Look, I know you're missing Justin Herbert, and I know you're missing Keenan Allen, but I didn't realize that Herbert and Allen played defense because you would assume they were missing from there too. You have a defense that has Khalil Mack, right? You yep. know, it's got Khalil Mack. It has Derwin James, Asante Samuel Jr., Kenneth Murray, and and you got curb stomped. That is atrocious. And even before Herbert and Allen were hurt, you were still underperforming. It's just you're you're now the Chargers, you know, you're in great danger of wasting Herbert, and you had to roll the dice and fire Staley. However, I, I'm going on a bit too long, so I'll cut it off here. I just want to say I'm not sure I entirely agree with uh, Telesco getting booted too, but we can come back to that. Yeah, that's kind of where I was yeah. going to lead into was the Telesco firing. And CJ, we we're talking about this uh, on the phone right before we got on the pod that he's been around since 2013, right? So yeah, that's correct. He has brought in a lot of talent. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Herbert, Austin Eckler, trade oh, made the, there's so much. Made the huge trade for Khalil Mack. You know he, he's done a great job for yeah. the team in general. Yeah, he's made a couple. By the way, Chris. Hmm? By the way, you mind if I just like go through this like really fast about who he's actually like brought on because there's yeah. so many. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Uh, rapid fire here: DJ Fluker, Keenan Allen. Jason Ferret, Jeremiah Tauchu, Melvin Gordon, Joey Bosa, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, Dan Feeney, Desmond King, Derwin James, Kaiser White, Nasir Adderley, Drew Tranquil, uh, Justin Herbert, Kenneth Murray, Asante Samuel Jr., Rashawn Slater, Zion Johnson, 
who, you know, was a running back for them. Jamari Sawyer, who's becoming one of the better guards in the league. And now he hasn't looked that great, but Quentin Johnston does have some real potential. So look at all those guys that he's brought in. And whether you like some of his contracts or not, like you said, he brought in guys like Khalil Mack, did he not? And he brought in your center, Corey Lindsley. He brought in Kyle Van Noy. He brought in guys like Linval Joseph last season. So Mm -hmm. I just, I'm not entirely sure that this was the right move, especially from the draft. He's one of the better drafting GMs in the league, but I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I I feel like his only real big miss was signing J.C. Jackson. And I think that him going in front of the team and apologizing for having done that signing to begin with was kind of a bad look and made it seem worse than what or made his position seem worse than what it actually was for, (laughs) as you just pointed out, C.J., all the guys that he's brought in, like one miss in – it's a needle in a haystack of, in terms of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian, any final thoughts about that? Yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, it just seems nowadays, like every time they're canning the head coach, they're canning the GM too. Um, didn't that just happened. I'm blanking right now, but didn't that just happen a few weeks ago? They can it another happened for the Raiders. They can well, McDaniel's yeah. and the GM. Yep. Oh, See, yeah. So it it always seems like it's like they they take that now and they just like like it's like a fresh start because i know a lot of a lot of head coaches now want that like gm power too so it's probably gonna help with their search for next season which we'll get into that after i think i have i have a i have a i have a prediction who i think might be the next head coach of the chargers but we'll see um yeah man is it uh belichick Maybe. I yeah, Maybe. I think that's that seems to be the theme for a lot of people. It's either he's gonna go to the commanders or the chargers, in my opinion. And I don't think you know, I think you know, not the why would you go to the commanders? Why would you go to the commanders, right? You're that's that's the part of the rumors, though. You know? That's part of the rumors. Uh, yeah, I did hear about that too. Like I get you know, it, why but, would you go nah. to the commanders? Um the chargers make a lot of sense though, because I mean we just just named off a bunch of great players that are still on the team too. Um a, t- a defense that should be good. Um, an offense that should be good with a great young quarterback. I mean, it's a, in Los Angeles, it's a great place to settle down and retire, you know? Um, I feel like high taxes, maybe. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> Well, then again, Massachusetts. So, I don't know. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, so, we'll he, move he on from that. Um, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into our week fifth, the rest of the week 15 slate here on the Fumble podcast.
You are listening to the Fumble Ruski Podcast by Power 88, Dean Radio, and Secret Weapon Consulting. Chris Kostich, CJ Medeiros, and special guest Christian Clark. We move on to the Week 15 slate, starting out with the Saturday games. Um, There's some potential here, not a lot. Um, But we'll start with the 1 o'clock game, the Bengals versus the Vikings. Jake Browning versus Nick Mullins. Um, this Bengals by three is currently what the line's at right now. I feel like this has potential to be a good game, but all signs kind of point towards, uh, the Bengals for me. Christian, we'll start with you. Yeah, no, I think, I think I would agree. I think that Browning's gone out there and done a very good job. Kind of obviously he's no Joe Burrow, but I think he's been playing like above serviceable i mean you know i mean i mean kind of inexcusable if you can't with talent around them um but yeah i got the i got the bengals over over the vikings uh let's just hope that uh you know we can see a healthy justin jefferson play more than a couple of catches um that'd be great stay stay healthy for the sake of my sanity and my fantasy team and for the sake <laughs> of him man you know um yeah i got it should He's be still... it, like you said, it's got potential. It's got potential. It's like, you know, on paper, it might not be too pretty because, you know, we're on what our third or fourth Minnesota Vikings quarterback this year alone. And then we got, um, get Jake, Jake Brown has been good though. So, I mean, Bengals are fun to watch even without Burrow so far. Um, but yeah, I got that. I got the Bengals over the Vikes. Yeah. Browning has been playing like a starting quarterback. So it kind of feels weird or playing well enough to be a starter. So it kind of does feel weird to be saying, oh, it's a backup bowl or one of the backup bowls that we got on the slate. Uh, CJ, what do you got? This game is interesting because I don't know what to make of Jake Browning. He's actually been playing pretty well. I mean, he's not a world beater like Burrow, but he's – stepped in he's been a game manager he's minimized like super egregious mistakes and he's you know leading them to wins because you know the Bengals do have a good roster around them the o-line's gotten a little better you have jamar chase and uh, joe mixon t higgins and so on but then there's just the vikings oh my god how the mighty have fallen those good feelings surrounding josh dobbs i think have uh you know, I've just gone down the toilet. You know, Alexander Madison turns out can't be an RB1. Well, Justin he's out Jeff- anyways. Yeah, and he is yeah, out. Yeah. But even before that, it wasn't looking pretty. Yeah. And the O-line has like one or two good pieces. Everything else I'm just not sold on. Justin Jefferson, man, just the injury, that that's a – that's just painful. And the defense is as, is as atrocious as ever. Honestly, yeah, and- this, this should be this should go the Bengals. The Vikings are just way too injured. It's like, yeah. you know, like, I mean, look, look at that. They, I've seen crackheads at a 7-Eleven that have more composure and have their life better put together than the, than the Minnesota Vikings. That's just the truth. It's just, it's bad for them. And you're going to be steeped in at least, at minimum, a three-year rebuild. It's over. I know you might be contending for a playoff spot, Minnesota, but punt the season. Because your worst-case scenario is that you do make the playoffs, 
and then you get pimp smacked back to reality. Someone's got to get that seven seed. Someone's yeah, got to right. get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, especially with the fact that you got Kirk about to be a free agent. It's like you said, CJ, it's not going to be looking pretty for the future. Uh, 430 game Steelers versus Colts. Uh, still got another game of Mitchell Trubisky Colts by one and a half. I'd say Colts by uh, I'd say Colts by seven. Honestly, that's, that's how I'm confident. I'm feeling about the Colts, especially with the way that their defense has been playing. Give me the Colts all day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree, man. I'm going Colts, man. I think, uh, you know, the, the Steelers do tend to have some of those games where like that, uh, I don't know, that Mike Tomlin magic, you know, like on paper they shouldn't be winning. You know, you know how you know how it is, man. I mean, they haven't had a losing season in during his tenure, right? So it's just like they're probably gonna win a few more garbage games, but I don't think this is this is one of those. The Colts are pretty hot. Minshew's been pretty good. Um, you know, even without Jonathan Taylor playing, I mean, most of the season now, right? I mean, he played a couple games and um yeah, they they're they're rolling, and I think they're going to continue to roll a bit. Um, yeah, I got, I'd say about the same. Colts by seven, ten. Yeah, and another thing to so obviously Jonathan Taylor out for Saturday as well. And another thing to note here uh, that I'm just looking at: uh, Colts are home. Colts are two and four at home. Steelers are three Ooh. and two away. Okay. So Colts struggling a lot more than a home team should be in terms of that. Um, CJ, what's your pick here? Uh, Steelers Colts. Once again, it's another backup bowl because the Colts, you had Anthony Richardson who had his own question marks. I mean, I know I had my misgivings about him coming out of the draft. Who is a high flying rookie. Who's done. You've Gardner Minshew. He's okay. But for the Steelers, just the mounting questions surrounding this team make Mount Everest look small by comparison. It's just, how did you let this happen? How did you let this happen? You fire Matt Canada. He was supposed to be your boogeyman. He was the problem. And guess what? He's gone. What's the excuse? I I, I couldn't tell you. And you have, I, I believe Mitch Trubisky is still going to be playing. And you have a defense that was just picked apart by Bailey Zappi, of all people. <laughs> and I don't know. I It should be the Colts. This game, I feel like, will either be the Colts dominating or it's going to be just an ugly, ugly defensive slugfest. It's going to be one or the other. Either I think, way, I don't really have Pittsburgh winning. I think yeah. just the problem with the Steelers is that they have so many injuries on the defensive side that I kind of yeah. want to give them a pass. But like you said, it's – talking about Bailey Zappi and a Patriots team that couldn't get in the end zone for four straight games. Um, But yeah, Colts all day regardless. Uh, Last game on the Saturday slate, the main event of Saturday night, Broncos-Lions. Should be a fun one. Uh, Lions by four and a half. Lions are four and two at home. This is a home game for the Lions. Broncos three and three on the road. Um. Broncos are hot. They've won one, two. They've won six of their last seven, um, including a loss against Texans. They beat the Chargers last week or in their last game. Yeah, last week. Um, But I feel like this is going to be a game where 
it's a get right game for the Lions. Uh, so I'm going to go with, I don't think that they'll cover though. So I'm going to go Lions by three. Yeah, no, you know, I think I agree, brother. I think I agree. I think uh, I got the, I got the exactly what you just said. I think it's like a get right game for the Lions. Um, you know, they, they need to wake up. And I think this is a good opportunity against a, like you said, a team very hot that they, they can beat. And I think they will. And yeah, I got them. I got them by, I got him by seven. I got him by a touchdown. I got him by a touchdown. And uh, again, you know, I, this is a game they really got to, you know, they got to they gotta wake up, man. I mean, getting, you know, kind of embarrassed by the Bears last week. I mean, we're coming up on playoffs already. You know, you got to prove yourselves. And I think this is a good game to do so against another team. That's, it should be a good game. It should be a good game. I think out of all three of them, this is probably the one that, uh, safe to say, should be good. Yeah, and my only problem, obviously, is still going to be the Lions defense. It's the Lions defense yeah. is just so iffy. And yeah. against the Broncos offense that sure has kind of found their stride a little bit, but, I mean, they, they're not really a team that's going to put up 30 on you. No. Um, so I think this might be more of a favorable matchup for the Lions, but I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if the Broncos started going all out on them. Uh, CJ, what are your thoughts? This is a true toss-up game for me because you are both right. It is a get-right game for the Lions. However, the Broncos, you just said they won six out of their last seven. They're seven and six right now, by the way. And they are one game behind Kansas City, who's on a two-game losing skid. And... The Chiefs are looking vulnerable, and the Broncos and that division are smelling blood in the water. They, they're they circling Kansas City. The division is within striking distance. Meanwhile, if you're the Lions, you're going to have to start playing defense here because the Vikings are two games back, and they are right on your tail. And the Lions, yeah. I mean, we said it's a get-right game because they're struggling. Like, pieces are starting to fall off. And I said this last podcast, this might be a case of maybe they peaked too early. And you you have to write the ship fast. And at the end of the day, both of these guys have a lot to play for. And let's be honest with ourselves. It's really going to come down to who wants it more. And if I had to guess, I'm leaning Detroit because Denver smells blood in the water, but Detroit's in panic mode right now. And mm. I think Detroit's going to win. It's going to be a good game. I would imagine it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of like 27 to 23, 27, 20. I could see that. I, I feel, I don't know now, but all this good stuff that you said about Denver. Yeah. Way Denver now though. That's yeah. I'm with you there. Because <laughs> you're right. They are smelling blood. Kansas city is cold right now. Granted, Kansas city's playing new England this week. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> and I mean, who knows? Kansas city could struggle against new England. They struggled the last two weeks now against teams that they should be handling their business with. Yeah. Um, hold on. I mean, they lost to the Broncos a few weeks ago too. Yeah, they, you know, they lost back to back to the Packers and the Bills. They've already lost to uh, the Broncos yeah. once. They beat the Broncos, but that was like, that was a slugfest in itself. They only yeah. won nineteen to eight, and yeah. the Broncos game they only put up nine points. 
or the second Broncos game, they only put up nine points. Um, so yeah, the Broncos, I are definitely going to put up a fight. Uh, I, I'm still going to go with lines by three though, because I just don't see the lines covering in this for some reason. <laughs> just something about it. I don't see it. Well, uh, step aside for a quick break. Coming up next, we'll go over the 1 p.m. slate. You're listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast. You're listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. Chris Kostich, CJ Medeiros, and special guest Christian Clark. To the one o'clock slate. We'll start with Chiefs uh, Patriots. This game was so bad that it got flexed out of the Monday night slot that it was originally supposed to be in weeks ago. Weeks ago that this happened. And Chiefs by eight. I'm going to go Chiefs, but I don't see it by eight the way that they've been struggling. This is obviously a get, another one of those get-right games that we were just saying for the Lions. This is going to be a get-right game for the Chiefs. Um, Maybe we see them win by 10. Maybe we see them win by 14. Uh, the Patriots' defense has been stepping up to the plate a little bit. Granted, they did have a bit of a second-half collapse last Thursday night against the Steelers. But in terms of the way that they – have held teams to very, very, very minimal points. I could see the same thing happening against a very vulnerable Chiefs offense and how abysmal those receivers are. Yep, 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 yep. Bill, Billy, 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 Bill boy. Um, you know, I think what he, you know, I, I got the Chiefs too, just, just before I kind of touch up on what I'm about to say. I got the Chiefs too. I do think it's going to be a close game. Um, not just because the Chiefs have been struggling, but because even with rosters, we shouldn't be hanging with a team like Kansas City with. We always do. I mean, I, I think back to I always, you know, within the since since the Brady days, right? I think of that that one game with Brian Hoyer where we were a, you know, we want to talk about questionable calls, uh, Mister Mahomes. Uh, we were a questionable call away from beating them with Brian Hoyer, right? You know, so I don't know. I got a game kind of like that. Like you said, the defense, the Patriots defense has been playing pretty, pretty dang well, dude, without one of it. And I mean, if Christian Gonzalez is already looking like another one of the best players on our defense. So we're, we're missing a couple of our best players on defense, but we have been playing as good as we have been. And like you said, the, the Chiefs, the Chiefs receivers haven't been doing too great. Mahomes hasn't been doing too great, man. I mean, it's. I think it's going to be close, but I mean, I, I, I am still taking the Chiefs, but I think we're looking like twenty-four, 
17, 24-14. Yeah, I, I was going to say I could see the – I think I have the Patriots covering in this one because just eight's just – yeah, it's a, it's a good line, but I feel like just the way that both teams have been playing, like we were saying, it's it seems like it's going to be more like a seven, maybe even a four-point game. It, it's probably going to end up being a one-score game regardless. Yeah. CJ, what do you got? New England's going to be very angry playing into this game because you're the first team you know, along Kansas City to be flexed out of primetime. And I don't think a lot of people realize just how monumental that is because the Chiefs have the NFL's golden boy in Patrick Mahomes, and they have legions of obnoxious Taylor Swift fans with them too. <laughs> and And you got this... Uh, dog and pony show flexed out of prime time that almost takes effort and you know they're going to be angry they're, they're disrespected they're going to be out playing like that however you could throw a little bit of water on the fire with the rumors from people like tom curran and dan graziano that bill belichick might be done that team's in chaos and i don't know if they're gonna be able to focus that much but then again the chiefs have their own worries like you mentioned their legion of butterfingered and undisciplined wide receivers. Honestly, it's going to be an ugly game. There's no way around it. But I do believe it is in Arrowhead, so the Chiefs should win. But I, but the Pats' defense is pretty good. Actually, in it's in New England. In Gillette, right? Yeah. It's in oh, New it England. is in Gillette? Oh, well, yeah. So that, ooh, that might be tough. That being said, I'm going to roll the dice and say Kansas City wins, but it's going to be ugly once again. It's going to be like 20 to 17. And the Chiefs are currently 4-2 and two on the road. I'll, I'll read you off their road, their road games so far. At Jaguars, week two, they won 17-9. Week, uh, week four, at the Jets, that Sunday night football bullshit, 23-20. At Vikings, 27-20, they won. Then they lose to the Broncos, 24-9. They beat the Raiders on the road, 31-17. That was like their only – that's been their only road game that they've won by double digits. And then you have their last road game was against the Packers, and they lost 27-19. So in terms of the way that they've been performing on the road, has not been very pretty at all. And even that the game against the Raiders – they were down. I think they were down 14, right? They were down 14 and nothing. And they finally stormed back in the second half, but they were dead for a whole half of football in that game. So mm -hmm. it, I think this could potentially be more of a toss up than people may think, but yeah. still lean Chiefs on this. Yeah, for sure. Next game on slot Bears Browns. Uh, Joe Flacco has officially been named the starter the rest of the, the rest of the way by Kevin St Stefanski signed a one-year deal and I don't know if you guys saw the contract but it's very very incentive based 75,000 per win uh for the rest of the four games and he also gets a bonus if they make the playoffs and <laughs> I think for anyone that's in Baltimore right now, they do not want to see Joe Flacco in the playoffs. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that is – if Tuck was here Playoff right now, that is, that is Tuck's 
doomsday scenario. Christian Tucks are one of our uh, one of the guys on the pod who's a Ravens fan. In case you gotcha. weren't aware, gotcha, or gotcha. for anyone else that wasn't aware. <laughs> um, <laughs> but back to the Bra- Browns Bears. It's in it's in Cleveland, uh, and Joe Flacco also is uh, ten and two when playing in Cleveland as well. Browns are six and one at home. Bears are two and five on the road. Give me the Browns oh, by yeah. ten. Yeah. But but with caution, with caution, because the Bears defense has been stepping up to the plate a lot. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, man. I think I I agree. I got the I got the Browns. Um I I got them by two scores. Um, because I mean not to sound like a hater here, but uh it's not very often that Justin Fields has two good performances in a row. I know he did like he did it earlier in the year, but I know the injury might have kind of extinguished his little hot streak he had going on. But I don't think he's going to do that again against a very good Browns defense, man. And Joe, like Joe Flacco, dude, Joe Flacco is, dude, he might be, you know, it's been a while. But I mean, like you were saying, you know. He's, you know, he's definitely one of those later season and playoff quarterbacks. So, I mean, when, when he needs to win those games, he's going to win them for you. And I mean, it's a good, it's a, it's a good Browns team, man. I mean, even they're, you know, obviously without Chubb and stuff like that, they are lacking a very, you know, big hole on offense there. They got a big hole on offense there, but I mean, Joe Flacco, he loves his guy, David Njoku. I mean, you know, he's, I got the, I got the, I got the brownies. I got the brownies kicking, kicking the bears in the rear end. Pretty good. CJ, what do you got? I also have one more hypothetical for, for after. Uh, on paper, the bears should win, but well, let's break it down. Joe Flacco's come out of nowhere and has established that even as a game manager, he's no laughing matter. The Browns still have an elite defense, and you're in Cleveland. And I did think that uh, you, you guys once again brought up a, a very good point. How Herbert—I mean, not Herbert—Fields uh, is very Justin Fields is very hot and cold about how he can rarely string two good performances together. So I'm leaning towards the Browns, and I don't think it's going to be the prettiest game. But I do think it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of like seventeen, thirteen. I can see that. I can yeah, see I can that. see that. But uh, here's a little hypothetical for you guys, since we're on the topic of the Browns. With Kevin Stefanski, maybe he probably won't. Maybe he gets Coach of the Year. Just maybe. Now hear me out. The Browns are currently eight and five. They're in a playoff spot right now with all of the injuries that they've had. Deshaun Watts now for the year. Nick Chubb out early on in the in the year on top of all of the other insane injuries that they've had. It's just been a continued team, a continuous beatdown of injuries on this Cleveland squad. And they've somehow still been able to come away with wins such as beating the Jaguars. They beat the Ravens in a comeback win, no less. Maybe he gets it. Maybe he gets that coach of the year. I don't know. Very deserving. 
Very I deserving. Think very deserving. Very deserving. Especially considering that they're still sniffing at – they're in the playoff picture right now. Most likely will probably be in the playoffs if they continue to play the way that they've been playing. Mm-hmm. Move yeah. on to – we'll move on to the next game, though. Buccaneers and Packers. Uh, lines at Packers by three and a half. We don't really have to talk about this one too much, but uh, I got Green Bay by seven. It's not going to be the greatest game in the world. Um, but, yeah, you got the Buccaneers that are still fighting for an NFC South spot. Green Bay is fighting for a seven seed, essentially. But yeah. it's, Green it's Bay 21-17. Yeah. CJ? I'm going to buck the trend, and I'm going to take Tampa probably like 23-20. And why? Because the Bucks are once again very hungry, and a lot of it has to do with Baker Mayfield. Because you got to remember, Baker wants to prove that he can be the guy to himself and to this team. He has to prove that he's not just a stopgap quarterback. Because uh, Justin, I mean, uh, Jordan Love has an extension, so he's at least got another year to be kicked around. Mm-hmm. Herbert, uh, why do I keep saying Justin? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, kids. I'm, I'm having a, what's his name there? I'm having a Rex Ryan moment. But <laughs> all jokes aside, you look at Mayfield, right? And you realize he's fighting for his career. And the Bucs are a team that want to go to the playoffs. And not just as a seven seed, but as the division leader. So give me the Bucs. I like it. I can can roll with that. Um, Next game. It's going to be another ugly one. Um, Texans-Titans. Titans coming off a huge comeback victory against Miami. Granted, it's not going to be necessarily enough to get them into the playoffs. But hold the phone. It's in Tennessee. Titans are four and two at home. Texans are two and four on the road. Potentially no CJ Stroud. Actually, I think I just saw he's out. Is he officially out? I, I think I just saw he's out. Yep. I just got a notification. Yep. Let's see. I saw. Yeah. CJ Stroud and Nico Collins both not practicing today and not playing Sunday versus the Titans. Well, there you go. And you go. that was going to be the next thing I was going to say. Pro- most likely no Nico Collins. Now it is official. No Nico Collins. You also got injuries such as Will Anderson being hurt. Noah Brown's oh, yes. Noah Brown was limited in Thursday's practice. Uh, Malik Collins, Henry 2020, however you want to say his name. <laughs> Shaq Mason, George Fant. There is injuries up the arse for Texan for their Houston right now. Um, this could really be a toss up. Tennessee's favored in this game as well by Tennessee's favored by four. Surprisingly, um, I'm going to go Tennessee by three. Yeah, you know I, I agree. I think uh, I'm taking Tennessee because the uh, obviously the injuries and stuff which kind of stink because you know it's really extinguished a red hot texans team um but yep i think and also you gotta we might we might get a deandre hopkins revenge game especially off of you know he's kind of been on a roll uh will levis really likes him obviously um so yeah i got i got titans in a not so pretty game uh go 17 to 14 CJ? 
once again, we got ourselves another ugly game. And it seems like a lot of the teams this year just, no matter who it is, just cannot win the war of attrition. Yeah. I'm not going to beat around the bush here. The Texas is too injured to compete. And if you think uh, Davis Mills is going to have a miracle run, I'm going to say no. (laughs) That being said, I got to take the Titans here because at least I know Will Levis can be somewhat competent. And they have Derrick Henry and DeAndre Hopkins. Put that all together and you take a hammer to – you know, Houston's uh, hopes here with all the injuries and the fact that the Titans are looking to play spoiler. I'm going to take the Titans probably somewhere in the ballpark of like, I don't know, like 21 to like 10, 13, something like that. I like that. Moving on. Uh, Giants, Saints, the next two on this list. I really don't want to spend that much time. They're just awful games. Uh, (laughs) Or actually, I just skipped over a game. Well, Giants, Saints. There's actually three more games. But Giants, Saints, Saints by five and a half. Give me the Giants. Give me Tommy DeVito. Tommy Cutlets, baby. Give me Tommy (laughs) Cutlets. Tommy's going to go for 220. Two tutties. Give me 21-17 Giants. I think I'm agree with you there. I'm thinking like 21-21-21-17. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. Yep, 21-17, Tommy Cutlets, baby. You know. Don't got much else to say on that another, one. Another team that just came off of a huge Monday night comeback win as well. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. You see, Tommy Cutlets – will not be denied his victory. The Saints, they're dead in the water. That used Derek Carr ought to be impounded right now. So give me Tommy Cutlets and company 21. You know what? 10. I don't see the Saints doing anything. I really I, don't. You know what? I'll, you know what? I'll go on the 21-10 hype train. I'll go yeah, on that as well. I think so too, Tommy man. Cutlets for the win. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Also, is it Darren Waller set to come back from IR soon? Yeah, I know they took him off the Not by this game. Yeah. I would say not by this game, but soon. So watch out. Well, Darren Waller, Darren Waller, limited participant in practice uh, yesterday. Hey, well. Rending upward. We'll see. But he's still listed on IR. So, I mean, there's still two games. Oh, is it that window, though? Is he, like, technically off the IR, but there's that 21-day practice window? That could be what it is. Uh, I'm not sure. I think that's what it is. Probably is. Um, Next game on the slate, Jets-Dolphins. Going to see this as a get-right game for the Dolphins. Lines at 9.5. Give me Dolphins by 14. I'm going Dolphins by 10, and I think it's just because, you know, the Jets the Jets defense most of the time this year has been, you know, you, you expect them, even with as serviceable or as good as their defense is, you don't really expect them to hang in there and kind of hold down some of the more high-powered offense. But um, I know 
Tyree Kill might not even play this weekend. So that's a good hit. That's a pretty big hit. I mean, we saw how that affect. I mean, we saw how that affected the game last on Monday um, when he left the game. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, not like it was a game to like write home about anyways, but like that definitely in, impacted their ability to score the ball. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Dolphins. Like you said, get right game, but you know, I don't think, you know, they're not dropping, they're not dropping anything crazy. I'm thinking 24, 24, 14. As far as I go, if you have Tyreek Hill, you're a shoo in for victory. If not, I still think you're going to win, but it's going to be a lot uglier. However, I am erring on the fact that on the side of caution, I think Tyreek Hill will end up playing because I think the Dolphins are going to do what New England used to do. Whenever we have a guy like Edelman or Gronk that was banged up, we'd play them, but they would just be there as a decoy to draw coverage, which is what I think we'll do a Tyreek Hill. Because even if he's banged up, you have to respect him. You're going to have to double team him. And even if he's just there as a decoy, he's there. He's just there to draw coverage. Yeah. So even still, I think that the Dol- and the Jets with a good defense, I'd say the Miami Dolphins will probably win somewhere in the neighborhood of probably ten or eleven, out fourteen. You know, no, 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 fourteen. Give me uh, Dolphins twenty-seven, thirteen. Um, status on Tyree Kill did not practice today. So that is that true. literally doesn't mean anything. How doesn't many guys have we seen this happen? But, to? but to go with your point, CJ, about at least having him as a decoy, that's kind of what I was saying on Tuesday oh, yeah. when we were talking about the uh, Miami Tennessee game and how, you know, ty- that whole drive where the Dolphins were just trying to kill clock, that second to last drive that they had prior to the Titans going back down the field and taking the lead, Dolphins didn't have Tyreek in for the entirety of that drive. And like you said, at least throw him in as a decoy. Make the defense think because the Titans were just selling out on the run. They at least have Tyreek in to make you think about what the other guys are going to do, you know? Yeah. And on top of that, the Dolphins just whenever Tyreek's not in, the Dolphins just are a very different team in terms of play calling or their play calling is very much different when he's not in in general. Uh, last game in the one o'clock slate, uh, Falcons Panthers. All right, we're all oh. gonna say it. Three, two, one. Falcons. Falcons. <laughs> all right, we'll take. A quick I don't break. see Carolina winning again this season. No, I don't either. No. Um, we'll take a quick break on that. No, when we come back, we'll go through the four o'clock slate and primetime games. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast.
Chris Costich, CJ Medeiros, Christian Clark, the Fumble Ruski podcast. Uh, we go to the four o'clock and pro- primetime games, but first, some breaking news. Uh, this is kind of just going hand in hand with the um, with Brandon Staley getting fired and uh, Tom Telesco getting fired. Chargers have named Giff Smith interim head coach and JoJo Wooden as interim GM. Okay. So good for them. It won't change anything. Won't won't change no. anything. <laughs> uh first game on the four o'clock slate, kicking off at 405. It's the Rams and the Commanders. Uh the Rams coming off of the overtime loss against the uh the Ravens. Give me the Rams by 10. Yeah, I'm going about 10 too. I'm going 31-21 Rams. Um you know, that's all I got on that honestly, one. Honestly, I'd say the Rams put up 35, Ooh. at least 35. Because yeah. the last three games, the Commanders. They've been pretty hot. Yeah. Last four games, really. Uh, last four games, Seahawks, they let up 29 points. Uh, the Giants, they let up 31. Cowboys, they let up 45. Dolphins, they've let up 45. So, wouldn't be surprised if we see the Rams put up 35-plus. True. When it comes to talent on the roster, the Rams are playing with house money. You know, you got Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, and the emerging Kyron Williams. The Rams, I will probably wager, would put up somewhere in the neighborhood of 38, 35. And the commanders, your ceiling is like 20. And even still, that's like your absolute ceiling. You're probably going to get somewhere like 17. Yeah, which is crazy because they got some, they got some pretty. They got some pretty damn good weapons on on offense there, but something something isn't working, and I think it might be a coaching thing. Not that Howell's like great, but he at least can he can get you some yardage. But I think Howell is definitely the guy for Washington. But like you said, it's definitely a coaching thing. Ron Ron Rivera is he knows that he's done after the season. They're definitely getting rid of him at the end. Um, and they also fired uh, what's his face? Um. God, who did Washington just fire? I can't mm-hmm. think of his name. One of their coordinators, or yeah, it was one of the coordinators. Not I can't offensive think. though, because no, it was the it, defensive coordinator. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they elevate EB to head coach. I mean, I yeah, would, if I were them, leave it at that. Uh, next game also kicking up off at four oh five. Forty Niners and Cardinals. Forty Niners line is at twelve. Ah, jeez. I mean, I love having Kyler Murray back. He's fun to watch. But Kyler Murray is not going to beat the 49ers in this defense. Uh, Give me the hot take. Give me the 49ers by 21. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm going going 38. We'll go 38-10. I'm going the Niners. I mean, they're just by far – you listen to my podcast, man. By far the best team in football. The only team that I 100% buy. They're, they, yeah, no, they're gonna, they're gonna easy work, easy work with this team, this Cardinals team, any team for that matter. Hmm. Yeah. Honestly, I think Christian hit the nail on the head. That's that's what I'm going with. And I know these division games are supposed to be tough, but this is like, but this rivalry, this game is going to be like a hammer and a nail. 
So once again, give me the Niners by that margin. So with that, we move on to America's Game of the Week, Cowboys and Bills. If you were to look at this game after the Bills lost to the Broncos, this is going to be a muck fest, an absolute muck fest. But now the way that the Bills are playing recently, this could potentially be a closer game. And I don't know why, but the Bills are favored by two and a half. The Bills are favored by two and a half. Interesting. Yeah, not sure if I agree. But give me mm. the Cowboys by three. They're just such a hot team right now. Dak's playing at an MVP level. Um, it's in Buffalo, too. Keep in mind. Uh, weather's supposed to be about 36 degrees-ish. Probably colder. Um, Bills are pretty solid at home. Five and two. The Cowboys, all three of their losses have been on the road. So another thing to keep in mind. But give me the Cowboys by three. Okay. I don't know if this is my uh my hating my my hater glasses. I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and I also kind of want to throw a curveball because I feel like we've been agreeing on every single one of our you know, one of our, our picks. Uh I'm gonna go with the Bills. I'm gonna go with the Bills. I think it's gonna be very close. Um, I do think, like you just said, weather. You know, it being in Buffalo is going to play a factor. And, I mean, they did – they they started off playing very well against the Chiefs. They kind of cooled off in that second half. You know, they had the uh, this, uh, this certain uh, mistake that, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I got the Bills, man. I got the Bills. I got the Bills. I got the Bills by three. I got the Bills – well, 27-24. I think their defense is going to step up too. Yeah, and it's not like it's not like I'm scoffing at the Bills or anything. The Bills have played, especially the offense, has played a lot better since Ken Dorsey has left. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. you know they kind of mm-hmm. made him seem like the scapegoat, and CMC is the scapegoat after all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, well, well. Looks like I get to be tiebreaker. Ah, <laughs> uh, this could go either way. Because the Cowboys are a dome team. They're going to be playing in the elements. However, these past few years, the Bills have been one of the worst teams when playing in the elements, which is weird because they're from Buffalo, but oh well. Weird. Very weird. (laughs) Yeah. And Josh Allen has a big arm, but man, can he throw a mean interception. And when you have ball hawks like Stephon Gilmore, Deron Bland, and uh, Trayvon Diggs, I just – and also – what do the Bills have outside Stefan Diggs? Not much, which is why I am leaning, you know, not even lean, to put it in a polling sense. We're in tilt territory. I am tilting towards the Dallas Cowboys. However, their high-flying offense will be dampened probably by the elements. So I'm expecting a game that would probably end up being 24-23. I like it. I like it too. Uh, Sunday night football, Ravens, Jaguars. Uh, Ravens by three and a half. This is in Jacksonville. Jaguars haven't been playing as well at home as they probably should be. Ravens have been very good on the road. Ravens are five and one on the road. Jaguars three and four at home. Uh, I'm going to go Ravens by seven. Just Lamar's been playing really good. That defense is a top five defense. And you saw the way that Jacksonville played against Cleveland last week. 
uh, kind of got bullied throughout the throughout the entirety of it. Um, you still don't really know how good Trevor Lawrence's ankle is, and Grant he is off the injury report, but you got to figure that his ankle is probably going to come into play at some point. On top of that, Travis Etienne's beat up, Zay Jones beat up, Christian Kirk's done for the year, um, or he's on IR right now. Uh, so give me the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, every point you just said is why the Ravens should win, but give me the Jags. Give me the Jags. 24, 21 upset. I'm going I, you know, reasons. I'm a big Trevor Lawrence guy, but at the same time, um, you know, I think this is a, this is a get right game for them. They've been, you know, they've been kind of struggling, but they show life. I mean, they, they showed some life last week, just a little too late. Um, but I, I do. I think you know this is a big get. This is a get right game for them. It's a big game for them. Um, and you know, I know they're banged up and stuff like that. Like you just said, starting with literally their best players on their on their entire team. Um, but yeah, give me twenty four twenty one. Make it interesting. Huh. The Ravens are starting to get a little banged up with injuries, but then again. Trevor Lawrence is playing through an ankle injury, and we saw it last week. Oh, yeah. In Jacksonville, the Ra- on paper, the Ravens should win, but I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. They they do win, but not by the margin you'd expect. I would say they roll out of TIAA Bank Stadium with the dub 27-20. Monday Night Football. This game got flexed in spot in the place of where the Chiefs and the Patriots were supposed to be. And Seahawks at home, Eagles are favored by three. Uh, here's a stat for you guys. Uh, teams the week after playing the 49ers are 111 in that in, in that ensuing game. The Seahawks played the 49ers last week. Give me the Eagles. Yep. Just Give off that the, stat alone. Yeah, dude. That's a that's a that is a good stat to know. Um, I do, I got the Eagles too. Again, you could you could look at this as a get right game for them. They got blown out. I mean, they got they lost to Dallas pretty good. They got blown out by the 49ers the week prior. They they need a win here, or you know, or we might be talking fraud alert. Uh, <laughs> but they have way too good of a roster for that to be the case. And yeah, like you said, I think I think the Seahawks hang in there. I think the Seahawks, I mean, but then again, are they, are they running with Locke this week again? What's with going who? on with Gino? Oh, um, pretty sure Gino should be good. Is he um, going to be? Yeah. I forgot okay. all about that. Uh, okay, Gino Smith limited uh, in practice yesterday. Okay. Uh, no reports today, but, you know, you also got injuries to, like, Leonard Williams, uh, Jaron Reed, Jamal Adams. I don't care about Jamal Adams, though. He's a bum. Yeah. Kenneth um, Walker's kind of been hurt like every other week too, right? Yeah, Kenneth yeah. Kenneth Walker's good to go though. He played he last week. He did. He was pretty limp. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I it doesn't, you know, the, the injuries or, you know, whoever whoever is playing quarterback, I don't think that changes, you know, my pick. I'm going Eagles. I'm going Eagles. Thirty one twenty. Yeah, I think the Seahawks are still going to put up points. Not, I'm not yeah. saying it's going to be a blowout. I think it'll be more of a one-score game than a two-score game Fair. than what you just put out. 
just because that Eagles secondary is very suspect. Very um, true. And the way, I mean, the Seahawks can definitely put up points. You saw the way that they put up numbers on the Cowboys defense. True. Um, true. But with that being said, I'm still going to go Eagles regardless. I'd throw a couple more points if, uh, if Gino plays. I'd throw a couple more points to, to their yeah. score. <laughs> CJ, your pick for the final game of the slate. It's got to be Philly. You know, you're reeling. This is, once again, another get-right game. Give me Philly. I mean, I mean, this is going to be – there's going to be some fireworks, but Philly is a little more firepower behind them. I would say they take this 34-24. However, this prediction comes with a warning. If Philly loses this game – then I, then then it might be over. Then this might be the time where you can't stop the bleeding, and you and then the wheels come off. Yeah, that is all. Nice. Uh, any final thoughts for this slate before we get into our trivia segment? Nope. All right, trivia. Uh, you guys are going to name me the top five, uh, top five most touchdowns this season. Uh, passing touchdowns are not included. So running, receiving touchdowns. Uh, there are a lot of guys that are tied for the fifth spot. So if you're staying name that's in that fifth spot, then, or tied for that fifth spot, I won't, that's going to count. So we'll, so, Christian, the way that we do this, we kind of just alternate back and forth, or you and CJ will alternate back and forth. Um, right pick, wrong pick, doesn't matter. Um, and just best of three at that point. Or we do. Yeah. Nice. Right. Christian, we'll start with you. McCaffrey. Yeah. It's number two, 17 touchdowns. Uh, oh, if it's me, then yep. I would assume Tyreek. Yeah, Tyreek's number three with 12. Hmm. That would have, yeah, that would have been my next guess. Uh, touchdowns, touchdowns. AJ Brown? AJ Brown is not on the list. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. What about CD Lamb? C.D. Lamb is not on the list. Wow. Whoa. Wow. What goofy... Mm. Wow. C.D. Lamb is like barely just off the list. He's at nine. The Everyone in the top five is in double digits. Okay. Uh, um... Sam Laporta. Not Laporta. No, oh man, Laporta definitely does not have enough. You know, oh, okay, I must have thought that he had like I don't know, he had a couple of games where he had like three touchdowns mm. each or some shit. So yeah, it was definitely. Uh, oh, man. I think I have one. I'll go roll the dice on this. Uh, what about Raheem Mostert from Miami? Because he's a dual threat. Yeah, guy. yeah, Raheem yes. Mostert's number one. There it he's, is. Yeah, he's at eighteen touchdowns this year. It's bananas, dude. Um. Crap, good. Um, 
I'm trying to think. This is dressing so me CJ's out. at one, or I mean, CJ's at two. two Christian's at one. Okay. Um, we got. Let's go. Maybe because ooh, that's gonna be um, tough. Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams. Yep, oh, he's point. in there. Okay. He is, one, he is one of the many players that have ten touchdowns. They have ten touchdowns. So two to two. What about? So is this? In, you said it's not including passing. So I mean, obviously, no, no, that. Yeah, no, no. Well, there is a couple quarterbacks, but we're not. So we're not counting, counting them. I yeah, not counting so. passing. Because Ooh. I was, because okay. I, I don't know, my brain was working. Oh, so. Uh, I have him in fantasy, so I'm going to take a guess here. What about Derrick Henry? Derrick there Henry. Been some games is, of late where he's been piling them up. Yep, Derrick Henry's one of those guys that has that is tied for fifth with ten touchdowns. So, so we're talking. Okay, so there's quarterbacks on the list that haven't, but but we're not counting. So we're talking quarterbacks rushing touchdowns. There's got to be a quarterback in the rushing touchdown, right? There's two of them. Well, oh yeah, uh, Jalen Hurts, tush push baby. Yep, he's mm-hmm. he's at twelve rushing touchdowns. I think the other yeah. one's pretty obvious. <laughs> the other one's obvious. I mean, yeah, I I would think it's Josh Allen, right? Yeah, Josh he's their Allen. Whole, he's their whole ground game. Yep. Yeah, dude, for real. I mean, James Cook is there, like they're receiving back and stuff, but that's that's it. He's a receiving Literally. back. Yeah. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, but Josh Allen's there running back. (laughs) (laughs) So, Christian, you're up. Oh, okay. Um, So, is there what is there? Is there one more? Um, Well, there's one, two, three, four, five, six more players. Uh, CJ's at four. You're at three. Okay. Okay. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Um, I'm going to go with a dude that's been absolutely on fire the past few games with multiple touchdowns. Debo Samuel? No, he's also just barely off the list. Oh, that, was that was mine. That was going to be mine. Yeah. Dang it. Oh. He, he's, also, he's tied with CD at nine. Okay. But he, if he didn't get injured, he would most likely have more. I would think. Oh yeah, for sure. That means for sure. This like three or four games, right? Yeah, yeah. He missed. Uh, yeah, like three games. Hold on, I have an idea because here's he's one of the guys I have in fantasy. Is it? What about the Jags kid, uh, Etn? Yeah, Etn. Yeah, is Good another one. one that's tied for fifth with ten. Good one. How many Good guys one. for fifth are there again? Uh. Because we got to be running out, I would think. Three, four, five, six, seven. There's eight total that are tied for fifth. You guys got most of them, basically. Um, Christian, your turn. CJ, uh, you're at five. Christian's at three. Oh man, I gotta pick it the f up, man. Um, Uh, let's go. There's no tight ends. That's for no sure. No tight ends. Okay, no, so not Kelsey here. No, no, he just hurt. Uh, 
Wow. Um, I feel like there's like some rando on there. Yeah, know. that's see, that's I'm trying to think of kind that. Of, like, yeah, there kind, of, kind of is a rando, not not necessarily a big rando, but like random enough where he probably we wouldn't consider him as like a top ten guy in the league. Probably like a backup or something. I want to consider him a backup. Okay. Uh, oh man, this is tough. This is tough. Uh, what? Dang, man. I had one I wanted to say, but um, there's one that I can think of, maybe, but yeah, maybe not this year. Oh man, I'm a rock wit. Man, man, man. Ah. A lot of AFC guys. Yeah. Okay. AFC? Oh. AFC. Mm. Uh. Okay. I have a thought, but it's there's a couple NFC guys that you guys are missing, but mostly AFC. Mostly AFC guys. Okay. Uh, oh, I think I got, um, whenever you're ready, because I think I got one. Yeah, I, dude. My, I, I, I got to. Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, Man, we'll rock with a. Just say it. No tight tight ends. AFC. All right. Yeah, no, I'm holding y'all up. I'm sorry. Let's go with. um... Stephon Diggs. Not Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I have. Oh. See, he has not scored he, many touchdowns. He's he's got eight though, so it's not. It wasn't a terrible guess. He's got eight. Oh. He's like right outside of it. CJ, this is for the win. Oh, uh, should have taken longer. I have a thought. <laughs> I have a thought. Be- only because the Broncos have been heating up, and I want to say Cortland Sutton. It's like random, but Ooh. he would seems like he might fit the bill. Not that random after all. Cortland Sutton is on. No way. Oh, wow. Good I only shit, know man. this because I have him in a different – I'm in a few fantasy leagues. I have him in a different one, and he's been cooking. I love yeah, yeah. Cortland Sutton. I, I love him so yeah. much. No, he's such good. a dog. And I'd um, like to thank my fantasy leagues for helping me with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple other notable names that you guys missed. Uh, Mike Evans. He's also uh, got 10. And yeah. you – Oh. All these were from the all the guys. The, the guys that you missed were in the uh, tie for fit spot. So you missed Mike Evans. Mm. Gus Edwards was the running back that I was uh, referring oh, to. Oh. Wow. Um, Mad and, times you went off on my bench, I should have known. And David <laughs> Montgomery. Oh, I wanted to say Montgomery. Ah! But then, like, he was injured for a few games, but... Oh, that was man. my thought process, too. Oh. oh, man, I was... Oh, because I was thinking Detroit. That's actually... I almost said him instead of Laporta. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh. oh, man. But that'll do it for us tonight, Christian. Thank you for joining us. Uh, check out... Um, Christ, now. Nerds and Bruce. If you're talking about that. If you're talking, yeah, assuming, yeah. For some assuming. reason, it left my mind. <laughs> now nah, you're good thanks for having me on boys 
Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern and Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all all of our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram, Fumbleruski underscore podcast, and our TikTok, Fumbleruski pod, to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week over and out.